Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. I'm Julia. And I'm Claire. This podcast follows the lives of two women who have formed an uncommon bond through recovery, parenting, womanhood, and fierce personal growth. We are on the never-ending search for enlightenment, but we're taking our attitude problems with us. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. My name is Julia. I run Pretty Aggressive Recovery Coaching, and I'm here with... I'm Claire, and I work as a mental health and substance use nurse in our home community. And tonight's episode is the mother load. Ooh, dun, Ooh, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be talking about us as mothers, motherhood in general, our own mothers. Ooh, what's that? What's that? Is it? Oh, what? You, uh, you, what? Know what, you know what time it is? Oh, oh. I'm gonna need me one of those. <laughs> Cheersies? Cheersies. All right. Uh, to start off the episode, actually, we're gonna rewind for a second back through last week's episode, which was on dating. And I mi- I gained a story and I missed a story. Right. So I'll go over the story I missed, which is part of the, um, pi- what was it? Picturesque catastrophes? Yeah. Um, so I was saying that I, I can't really remember any bad ones, right. but then afterwards I was like, shit, one of my first Tinder dates after separating was with a, uh, tr- a tree faller, I guess. And so we met at a Boston pizza and in the course of like, because we both drove to meet there, I was one kind of trying to be ladylike. Maybe that's not the right word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a responsible driver mm-hmm. and not a fucking drunk. Um, I had one cider in the course of like an hour and a half and the guy I was with had five beers. <laughs> and as soon as like he ordered the third one, I was like, oh no. And then by the time we get outside, we're like trying to like sharing, we'd shared tattoo stories and, um, he's like, oh, I got to show you this one on my leg. Like, I really want you to see it. And I'm like, um, and he's like, no, 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 come here. And he walks around the other side of his truck and, he, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, come here. I'm just, I just, no, it's not creepy at all. Like, I just want to show you. And as soon as he says, that's not creepy. It's not gonna, I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I do it. Like, I walk around the other side of the truck. And he takes off his pants and pulls them down. And I'm looking at that too, at the tattoo. And I'm like, and thank you. Have a good night. Thank you for that. I'm going to go. I got to go. <laughs> and during the course of our date, he casually mentions, he's like, you know, I um, gave up an opportunity to do porn tonight to meet you here. I said no to someone offering to, like, ask me to be the a dude wow. in a porn. And I'm like, that's – I I don't know how to take take that. Like, <laughs> thank you? Like, I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, so that, that was one of my first off Tinder. And I'm like, oh, is this going to get better or worse? Like, I don't – is there worse? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there is. There's totally worse. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so – and then the second one is a dick pic story that I collected. So I was speaking of someone who shall rena- remain nameless. Um, and I was telling her um, that our dick pic part of the podcast. And she's like, oh, my God, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, I'm, what? I'm doing – what? She's like, no, when a guy sends me a dick pic, I – put it into the folder in my phone of dick pics and then I pull out a better dick pic than his and send it back. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, 
Why? She's like, okay, because they need to understand what it feels like to get a surprise dick pic. I never ask for it. So now they know how it feels <laughs> to get an, 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 an unannounced dick pic. And also it shows them that this is what I already have access to. So if you can't meet or match this, don't be sending around your dick pics. <laughs> and also, when have I ever, like, sent you a picture of my vagina? Like, without you asking. Without you asking. Um, so please don't send me. Like, I never ask for a dick pic. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't want to. I don't want it. Yeah. So when you send it to me unannounced, you're going to get one back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. Like, you can ask if it's mine or not. Like, the picture's mine. <laughs> I so. just am so... I'm so, I think it's the most amazing thing ever. I just wish I'd thought of it first or oh. had, or wish I'd been doing it all along. I like, know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think my dick pic folder would be very full, but oh, I mean. Mine would be. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. You, do you get a, a lot of. Well, it, yeah. When you talk to like, if you share numbers quickly. Mm. Yeah. It can result in, yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done that a lot. Mm. Um, but I've also spent, like, a lot of time on FetLife. And I joked about maybe just, like, pulling a roster off there to start with. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so. And if anyone doesn't know what FetLife is, go find out. <laughs> like, see, I, I highly suggest it. Go go learn. Learn something new. Learn something <laughs> yeah. new. FetLife. F-E-T-L-I-F-E <laughs> dot com? Dot com? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I need to learn. Uh, I know I do not currently have a profile like that. <laughs> uh, not to say that I ever have or ever will, but I don't currently. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I think I deleted it. <laughs> I think. I think I, I, think I, I deleted, deleted it. it. Okay. All right. Let's, on to yeah, the, the mother load. <laughs> the mother load. <laughs> oh, gee. I wonder why we're on Fat Life. Uh, uh, no, we're not. We're not on We're fat not. Life. We're not on Fat Life. But it does link into the mother load. Does <laughs> that's just all load, Claire? That's just all load. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tonight's topic, because Mother's Day is tomorrow. Yeah. So that's always an interesting. It's been an interesting experience for you and I. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because of our histories with toxic mothers. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and my first Mother's Day. But oh, do we want to share? <laughs> I don't know. Is that are, oh, are we doing should, shares each at some should point? We, should we open that because like our first topic is what kind of mother are you? But I think we can we both share like our first Mother's Day of mothers because mine was a train wreck too. So was mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Well, tomorrow's Mother's Day, and um, so we're doing the mother load as our topic tonight. I'm talking about dysfunctional motherhood and stuff like that. Um, my first Mother's Day. Oh, well. The day before my first Mother's Day, so I'd be like, "What would be like today?" Yeah, I found out um, that my mom was no longer alive. Mm-hmm. Right before my very first Mother's Day, that's a tough. So, tough one. Um, I did. I didn't travel on my Mother's Day. Like, I didn't rush over to the mainland where my mother had lived. Um, I waited until the day after Mother's Day to go, but. Yeah. As is your right, yeah. since she is now deceased. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> she, she'll, she'll, she's not going anywhere. But I didn't. I didn't have a. a I did. I. I'd cut ties with her a year before she passed away, so um, I wasn't in a hurry to rush over there. But I just. And this is my sick, twisted, toxic sense of humor. I. I said to. I say all the time. I'm like, she got her last jab in. <laughs> her last she jab. took took away my first Mother's Day jab. Yeah. <laughs> 
But when when they had reported it, um, there was she had been deceased for some time. I Qu- think. They questioned whether she had died earlier. Yeah, she was right. just the the fact was that she was found, and then the like whole death of was reported of the day right right before my first Mother's Day. Yeah, Woo-hoo. that's a that's a yeah that's a tough first Mother's Day to have with Which, your like four month four uh, not four a week old. Uh, yeah, she was six weeks old. Six weeks. And yeah, um, yeah, and it's the anniversary of my mother's death, actually. The fifth anniversary of my mother's death today. T- today or tomorrow? I thought today. it was today. 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 I'm congratulating <laughs> you on your loss, actually. <laughs> you on your loss. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you, you, I, I am, I, my sick twisted humor is you got out lucky. <laughs> Mine's still alive and thankfully no longer tortures me the way she used to. Um, my first Mother's Day as a mother myself was a train wreck. Um, my daughter was two two months old. She was born at the start of March, yeah. so all of March, all of April, and yeah. part of May. So um, I traveled my two-month-old from the uh, Vancouver Island over to the mainland. My mother picked me up at the Horseshoe Bay Ferry and Sea to Sky Corridor. And by the time we hit the exit to Lionsgate Bridge, we were fighting. Like, <laughs> and the whole intention for the day was like, now I'm a mother and like, now we get to share the three generations. And my mom's mom is alive, mm. who is also super toxic, which is how my mom turned out toxic and all her siblings. Um, right. That we would go and like put four generations of women all in one place. Right. Which would be beautiful and sweet if we were all nice people. But we're fucking not. And I wasn't at the time. So um, our fir- the first fight of the day was about um, her telling me, explaining to me that because of my, own, my, my daughter's father's up- upbringing, um, that I would need to keep a watchful eye on his parenting abilities. Mm. That it was it would be my responsibility to like keep tabs on his ability to parent well because he had a um less than ideal upbringing. Mm. And mm. so I quickly got defensive and aggressive with my mother and was like, "I'm sorry, what about my upbringing? Like, do you think you and you and dad parented me perfectly so that I don't have any issues. And she's like, well, I parented, you know, I did the same thing with your father because of his upbringing. So I, I was, you know, kind of monitoring his parenting. I'm like, that's fucked. Mm -hmm. Um, And she explained that because her mother was very uninvolved in her upbringing and that her and her siblings mostly raised themselves Mm -hmm. by adolescence, that they didn't carry on any of the generational abuse, any, oh, any yeah. possibility of abuse legacy mm. ended with them because their own mother was so uninvolved with them mm. and their father was not present. And I'm like, um, did you know neglect is a form of abuse? Like I just like <laughs> on her fucking bullshit concept yeah. that me and my brothers were parented extremely well because she mostly cut my dad out of the parenting uh, program and that she had no damage and so I was like, I am, you don't get to talk about my, my own husband that way, husband at the time. And I'm not monitoring his parenting abilities. Like we talk, fuck you, just fuck you. You're an idiot. Um, and our second fight. So we fought all the way to UBC 
and spent some very lovely time with my grandmother where like the the abuse the direct abuse like skips the generation so my grandmother is shitty to her own daughter but she's not shitty to me which is great um and after we left we got in another fight where oh, I pointed out I don't know how we got in the conversation but I pointed out that um not everyone appreciates her unsolicited advice oh yeah and she decided to get in a screaming match match with me that no Julia that's just you I don't understand why you are so defensive about getting help from people. Nobody else in the world reacts to people offering them free unsolicited help as poorly as you do. And I'm like, no, mom, actually, like, there's a whole half, like, probably, most likely just half of the world that really appreciates it when some stranger approaches them and offers them help when it looks like they're struggling, and a whole other half that think you're being a pretentious cunt. And she just, like, couldn't tolerate that. That just, like, was not a possibility. It was just me out of 7, million, 7 billion people on this planet. Just me. Just me. <laughs> I'm bad at accepting unsolicited help. Everyone else is very good at it and appreciates every stupid fucking thing she has to say about what they might be doing incorrectly. So <laughs> that was my mother's day. And I never had another one after that with my own mother. Like, it was that was the – that was – the end of our relationship after that. I was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never had another, um, another Mother's Day. With your mother. With my mother. But I never had a first one. So. Well, <laughs> you did. Just kind of the day after and while she's not talking. <laughs> you, you got the better deal, buddy. <laughs> not um, really. But we'll, uh, yeah. We'll can can we call it even? Uh, I don't know. Have you like had to like clean up? Uh, entire like place that was like trash beautiful condo and like have to clean it after someone was like messed in their addiction and like demolished it and then like tidy their like literally with your six week old start going through the entire estate of your parents that wasn't resolved and then like basically cleaning up after someone's addiction wasn't fun let's just say like post hormones from child then mm-hmm. add in all that shit yeah it wasn't a good time yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting for that time to come for me. So I'm. I'm yep. sure you went through that already. Um, yeah, but you won't, hopefully you won't be going it through it like post hormonal, like no postpartum kind of idea. No. Well, hopefully you'll be doing it with like a super clear mind. And you'll be like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. I make so much money off my mom's stupid fucking buttons. Yeah. Just all of her teacups. Yeah. And all of her like first edition leather bound books she's never fucking read. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yup. 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 <laughs> <laughs> fucking sewing collection. Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna burn it all. <laughs> Set that shit on fire. <laughs> and there's the toxic. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, we all can't be perfect. Cows fart and my mom collects shit. I mean, <laughs> somewhere in here, there's a karmic balance. I'm not sure where. I don't need to find it. I'm not God. Today. Um, maybe, t- maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Oh, well, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. Mother's Day tomorrow. I get treated like a God. We're all gods all right. tomorrow. So, Claire, what kind of mother do you think you are? Um, I am a better mother now than I think I started out to be I started I think I started out with all these like great intentions of being this like amazing mom um not realizing how challenging it would it is to be a mom yeah um and not realizing like how much 
it like how much motherhood really like pries deep within you and like pulls things out. Yeah. So like I think I started motherhood just thinking it would be easy. Like um I know. Where did you <laughs> I thought it would be easy. Like I thought like having a child wouldn't wouldn't be that difficult. Like I would just like Where the fuck did you get that impression, Claire? Well, I think I got it from like being a nurse and like taking care of people and I was like, well, it's not that hard to take care of people, so how hard is it going to be take care of a child? And then Okay, I didn't say it was sound logic. I'm sorry. I didn't I don't say mean, it. You can laugh at me. I just didn't say it was sound logic. Okay. Anyways, but I also didn't, like, I just thought, like, it would be great to have this person and, like, my own blood and all this sort of thing and, like, have that, like, piece of me in the world. I had no idea how fucking hard it would be. No idea. Oh, man. I, it was, just, like, a shell shock for me. But, um, I, yeah, I'm a thriving mother now like I am like really love my daughter and love all about her and love being a part of her and love spending time with her and just okay so um when I when one of the things one of our first play dates together at the pool yeah I remember you telling me and I I actually really admired this about you because I didn't know I could say these things about (laughs) being a mother where you were like yeah I'm like I like how you I I think you were complimenting me. Like, I like how much you play with her. Or, like, I was explaining that I, like, get down on the floor. And you were like, yeah, I am – I take my kid places. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of mom I am. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I can be a kind of mom. I can, like, <laughs> so are, are you, like, disciplinary? Are you helicopter? Are you, oh, God, no. like – No. Like – But I'm not the imaginary Tory play. And you and I both are kind of that way oh, with our kids. Shit. We don't – we don't do it. Um, but I will like I'll play Lego, I'll play games, I'll play I'll color, I will do uh I will do arts and crafts. I never find I have the time to do arts and crafts, but I don't mind cutting shit up and like gluing and pasting. Yeah. Um but I really love I really love taking her on things and this is probably egotistical, but I love taking her on things that I love to do. So <laughs> like <laughs> so as in like she's now like a mini hiker. She snowboards with me. Like, we do things, like, we do activities together. And that's Mm. the kind of mom that I've always been. I take her places and do things with her. Yeah. Um, Because, one, that's how I I enjoy spending time with other people, I think, too. So, so that's what I do with her. Yeah. Um, Always have, so. And do you think that's um, different from a lot of parents? Do you think... Like, have you ever been caught in the zone where you, like, feel guilty about not being an everything mom? Or have you always kind of, like, smoothed into, like, this is the kind of mom I am and I'm comfortable with that and other people are going to be different? Do you ever feel, like, judged by other parents that you don't do certain things? Or do you ever well, feel like you're... I don't really accept a lot of judgment. And um, I also... That's powerful. Well, That's fucking awesome. Well, when it comes to parenting, I'm like, well, I, I can't be an everything mom. I'm a single mom. So, yeah. half time. Um, so, I have one week to accomplish it with my kid. Um, and I work full time Monday to Friday. So I have two days to like really spend the two days with her and also still manage to prep meals for the week and manage my own life and, and like get enough rest and like feel recovered and ready to go back to work. So sometimes you get two showers a day. (laughs) That's incredible. I, I, I I watch Claire have two showers a day. (laughs) Like from the other, like I not like watch, watch a little bit. Kind of. 
I, I peek my head in the door when I hear the shower curtain open. Yeah. Um, it's amazing, you guys. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you 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 balance well. Do you feel like you've always been able to? or I balance been- better that you live with me now. It makes it way easier to balance better. Like I have the ability to go get up at 6 a.m. and go for a run now. I wouldn't have had that ability if you weren't living here. Yeah, that's a that's a family unit tribe community yeah, thing. Take right. a village to yeah. raise a kid, right? Yeah, but when we were doing it all on our own, like it was so much harder. So much harder. Yeah. And now like I don't feel as challenged raising my daughter. But I mean, I'm still that kind of mom that likes to take her places. Like yeah. today, I had an amazing day with her, but we didn't spend the whole day playing in the house. We went like climbing up hills and exploring to a new yeah. spot. Yeah. We drove forty minutes and then we hiked for almost two hours because it was her speed or an hour and a half because it was her speed and we got to the location and then we had a picnic lunch and we spent some time there and then I backpacked her down and that's something I really love doing and she had a blast doing it so yeah Yeah. but what about you what kind of mom do you think you are uh I'm like part tiger mom uh not a helicopter mom at all yeah um I you know, I, I was really, I got really, really lucky in my situation where my partner and I both started out making a family extremely dedicated to being the best parents we could. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, those women who like get into all the like ba- the baby bump books and whatever, like I went from the baby bump books to like what to expect in the first year to like brain psychology and like, like um, mental development and, you know, how infants to toddlers are wired in the first three years. Like I, I went through all this stuff and like I did it before the kid was born. Right. And I shared those books with my partner and then we both read them and then we discussed and then we made a plan about like what we were going to do with our kid from like one to three months and then from three to six months. And like, it was always a premeditated plan for how to parent our kids. So Um, I think I'm also like a really free concept mom. I'm probably like a little, a little over the edge of (laughs) like a mom. Like I've got rules for my kid where like she's allowed to swear in the car in the house, but like not anywhere else. And she's learned that context. Um, I'm a naked mom. Yeah. I'm definitely a naked mom. I, I like being naked and my, and I encourage my kid to be naked. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like a loosey-goosey with like disciplined framework so like in around i'd i call you on that because i don't really agree with that you're not super loosey-goosey uh, in a I'm, roundabout way i'd say yeah. you're loosey-goosey but I've, I've got like a lot of regiment and like scheduled systemized yeah. everything but like within the schedule and within the system is a lot of free whatever yeah um yeah i'm i'm a planner i'm a, I'm a big planner scheduled structured mom that's for sure um I'm a happy mom. That's for sure. What about criticism? What do you, would you say when other people criticize you? Um, I, I want to recall myself as someone who turns to someone criticizing my parenting and being like, go fuck yourself. And then laughing at them. Yeah. Um, do you not feel like you do that though? I, I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. Um, and I didn't used to with my own mother. Okay. Like, so fair. So that's something that you and I had as a big difference is my mom was involved a lot in the early years of me parenting early. Right. Um, in like, I guess the first two years. Right. And um, there was a lot of like questioning and criticism and judgment and 
Um, yeah, I think, but I, I feel very strongly in the morals and values and like what I bring to the table as a parent. Um, I think I'm a, I think I'm a fun mom, but I'm also that mom that just like you, I'm like, I'm not doing the Harley Quinn voice one more goddamn time. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the Batman voice. I'm not playing Xena. I'm not being Thor. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that with you. I will do Lego. I will do coloring. Mm-hmm. I will build weird shit on the table with you with clay and whatever for six hours. But mm-hmm. I am not being the fairy in the treehouse. I'm not mm-hmm. fucking doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, I feel guilt over that. I feel guilt not playing with my child the way that she would like to play. Um, I don't because the two of them now have each other to do that sort of shit with. So I don't feel guilty <laughs> anymore. And then I also don't feel guilty because I know they, they go to your, your ex-husband's house and they get like vampires and Thor and all yeah, the make-believe yeah. play they ever have wanted in the world. And I'm like, nope, I don't need to. Someone else is doing it in our tribe. I, but it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I totally do feel the like fucked up guilt. Like I feel like, oh, like I, I, I'm telling my child no to like play to, like, I want to play with my kid. Like a lot of people are like, no, I'm not my kid's friend. And I'm like, sometimes I'm my kid's friend. Sometimes I am. And I'm really okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel extreme guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, when I am trying to like hold on to my boundaries and be like, I'm not doing that type of play with you. I feel like a bad parent, but I also look at, I, I try to remember, like, there's some parents that, like, say no to everything and then turn on the TV and, like, go on their phone. And I'm like, no, I'm a million times better than that, so I'll have this one. I'll, I'll t- I'm, this, I'm taking this one. That was, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, that's, yeah. I guess that's kind of how I am. Yeah. What's, uh, our next one is, uh, why? Why are we, why are you that, why are you the, the kind of mom that you are? Did, did you see that example somewhere that you wanted to replicate? Did you just grow into it on your own? Yeah, I guess my my parents never, like, I don't feel like my mom sat and did make-believe with me as a child growing up. I don't think anyone's parents that are, like, our parents' age ever fucking did any of that. Yeah. I don't think that's a I thing mean, that I parents I believe my mom did, before. like, puzzles with me every once in a while. Mm. And, um... And I do remember, like, we did lots of cuddles together, like, like mm-hmm. nap cuddles, probably, mm-hmm. maybe because she was drunk, I'm not really sure. <laughs> no idea, or hungover, who knows, but I was young, too young to know. Um, probably a good thing. Um, but, yeah, like, we did cuddles on the couch, and she took, and we, and that's the other thing, my brother and I, as kids, I mean, I don't remember as young as five, but... Like, my brother and I were in lots of, we did lots of swimming, like, swimming was our main activity, and I was a, like, swim club a- occupies a big chunk of a week, and that was, like, we were here, we were, like, swim club, school, swim club some days, so, like, that's a lot of your week, so, like, my mom just took us places, so that's, I think that's kind of where the, like, parenting by, by doing is, right. comes from for me, Yeah. so. I think, I think I'm the kind of mom that I am because I was so angry and bitter at like watching other people parent shitty that like I wanted to do it hashtag don't do it right do it better Mm. kind of thing I'm just like but that's also part of like my damage racism and like I was raised to be really pretentious and like know it all and like perfectionist Mm. and like I I had to do it the best I could figure out and like but I'm I'm sure a lot I'm I'm sure a bunch of people look at my parenting and are like that's 
that ain't right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I am trying to teach my child how to be a better liar right now. Like, not, <laughs> I'm like, did you do this? She's like, no. And I'm like, you're going to have to get better at that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're and like, I'm, she's very stubborn, which is great. She's stubborn with her lie, but uh, <laughs> she you know. holds to it. She just doesn't do it well. Yeah. But she, she holds to it. Yeah. Good, good girl. Good she, girl. she keeps, she, she develops the smirk too soon. Oh and yeah. Yeah. The I tell. can, I, she's I can got catch the it. Yeah. It's the, the micro, micro expressions. Yeah. Mine can't lie. Mine's too sweet and innocent to lie. Well, she's not innocent, but she's too sweet. She's just too sensitive. She can't do it. Yeah, well, I've got her every other week for about four days a week now, so that might not uh, go on much longer. <laughs> I don't know if you can knock the, the sensitivity out, but she does know how to work the tears. Oh, As man. you caught on. Your so. child is fucking manipulative as yeah. shit. Yeah. Your kid is so manipulative. Yeah. yeah. So if she doesn't know to lie, she's good at manipulation. She's learning you. I <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm just, I would prefer her to do it to like men versus moms. <laughs> yeah. I love how you like taught the girls that like when, when I, when they make me upset or they do something they're not supposed to and you notice that I'm upset with them. You're like, like you give them a talk and you're like, you ladies need to be nice to mama Julia. And I come back in the house and they're like, I really like your shorts, mama Julia. And I'm like, what the fuck did you learn that? Shit. They're like, your hair looks really nice today. I'm like, you're five. You don't know what good hair looks like. <laughs> but what treat do you want after breakfast now <laughs> thank you ladies yeah um well that was because i knew how mad they made you and i was like i felt guilty for them making you mad so why do you feel guilty for them making me angry <laughs> oh well because i went and did the workout first and then i was coming home and they had goofed off and been dinks while i was out so then i, felt I was guilty. still trying to sleep yeah. um i'm the adult in the house that like left them unattended basically <laughs> and they started yelling over loud music at the alexa oh my god it was like, the best morning <laughs> ever on the I, I yelled at them topless in the living room <laughs> i pulled on sweatpants with my tits out and i'm like you girls can't fucking be yelling at alexa over loud music that's unacceptable it's bad morning behavior people are so sleepy <laughs> Lost my shit on two five-year-olds yelling at Alexa over the fucking Jungle Book on vinyl. I just have been so mad. And we're going to take a quick break here to refill the drinks. All right. And we are back. Wine glasses full. Wine glasses full. I still have half a Okanagan cider going on here. Oh, no. Just didn't want to get up in between the recording. <laughs> All right. So we're <laughs> kind of at our halfway point, but I feel like our podcasts are getting longer and longer <laughs> because we're so enlightened. It's so fucking funny. We, you know what? I think you're hilarious. <laughs> so do I. Uh, I think you're hilarious. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got through like literally the first two points of like a six point script here. Mm, well, um, we got through what kind of mother are you and why are you that kind of mother? And then to move on to a possibly just as hilarious subject, but maybe not, is what are your hopes in your own motherhood? Because I'm going to say right off the bat is to not be my own. Not, not replicate my own mother. That's the, the, yeah. the most immediate, like, all-encompassing answer. I don't want to be yeah. my own mother. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to be my parents. So, you know, the, the one thing, because it, like, moves in to kind of, like, uh, one of the later subjects, I guess, is like, what was your own mother like? The one thing that I will say is that I, my mother is said to have had, like, said to have, like, endless patience. 
And I feel like I've acquired that either through nurture or nature or whatever the fuck. So, um, but I guess my, my hopes in motherhood are to, um, produce a child that hates me the least amount possible. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that most, most parents intention? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's going to be times where she hates me and there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, Like, I think there's going to be times, like, teen years where she's going to battle me and, like, hormones are going to run rampant and there's no law, no ability to logic, mm. put logic into her, like, whatsoever. Um, Maybe if our kids hate us at some point, it means that we're setting the right boundaries. Is that well, right? that's what I, that's what I feel. Like, I feel like that day will come. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to hate me now. Like, I want her to love me to pieces because that's <laughs> what she's supposed to do at this age. She's supposed to think I'm amazing and great and that, like... I'm 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 God or whatever, but yeah, I heard four to eleven are like the golden years. Yeah, where you can like pal around with your kid a lot. Yeah, and that's what's happening right now. Yeah. You get to like legit be her friend and teach her things and ask her interesting questions and have cool conversations. And I don't know if we if we can set goals as moms, mm-hmm. like what what would those look like? Like I would love to have a like that mother daughter relationship that like. I hear other people have it like when they talk about their daughters, like when they're 50 and their kid is 30, their daughter's 30 and they have these great relationships with their kid. And I'm like, oh, that's so bad. Oh, you know, I don't know. I spent a couple of years where like I was so under the fog of my mom's gaslighting where if I, when I was like, if I could be stuck on an island with anyone, it would be my mom. Like she knows how to do everything. And then like I got to the point where I'm like, oh, my mom can, I like at 23 realized my mom could lie, which is kind of kind of late to realize. <laughs> and to be like, my mother's the last person I would want to be stuck on an island with. So it's like, I don't know, like there, there could be points in someone's life where they're still like codependent on their moms and their moms have designed that. And to like love their relationship with their mom and like tell other people that because they want people to think that they have a good relationship with their mom because mm-hmm. they'd be ashamed if they didn't. That's like that societal bullshit. About, like, you have to talk to your mom. You have to respect your mom. It's like, I don't know if your mom's, like, a fucking torture queen. Yeah, but we're not. So wouldn't you want your daughter to like you later now? I do want my daughter. I want my... I do know if I want my daughter to... I do want my daughter to like me. But, I mean, sometimes I don't want her to. Like, if she wants to show up at high school with short shorts, I'm going to, like, show up and copy her and be like, if you're wearing shorts that short, I'm dropping you off in shorts that shorts. Like, how do you feel about it now? Like, she can hate me then. That's a, that's a good that's a good fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you want that fight because you want the, like, MILF status at the high school. I do want – I yeah. have MILF status now. Yeah. And I want to keep it for another 10 years. Yeah. So up until she's 15, yeah, totally want MILF status. Yeah. I've got MILF status. I'll keep it. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but, I mean – And you're – FYI – It'll be my daughter that'll be wearing the short shorts that you're going to be showing up to high school in the short shorts. I know. My kid is so, like, subtle and, and, like, subdued and, like, restrained. She's going to, like – my daughter's going to be that, like, burka kid. She's She's going to nerd herself out in baggy clothes and books. Like, and Elise is going to be the one in the, like, short shorts and, like, short Mine's going to be that, like, annoying, like, Shakespeare quoting, giant glasses, like, drinks only organic, free trade, locally roasted coffee. She's going to be such a shit. Yeah. She's going to be such Mm -hmm. an asshole. My kid's going to be a prick. Yeah. And I'm going to love every second of it. 
She'll come home and be like, mom, this kid said the dumbest thing today. I'm like, tell me. <laughs> tell me what was dumb. Yeah. I bet it was dumber than you even think. <laughs> we'll make fun of them together. And I'll be like, don't go to school and bully in a way that anyone notices. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to bully a kid, you better get away with it well. <laughs> So and I'll be the mom that's like, don't, Elise, include people in your group. Oh my but god, this- mom, I don't want to. There's like, they're not cool. I'll be like, but Elise, you like you, you don't understand this the like status you have and the ability to like include. Yeah. And- it's your responsibility to make other people feel good about themselves. And I'll be like, Claire, that's not fucking true. Don't fucking teach her that shit. It's bullshit. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Those are lessons to come. Yeah, there'll be a point where our daughters, like, don't want to be friends anymore. Yeah. They're, like, sisters, and they don't want to be friends. So yeah. They'll be like, ugh, Elise is so this. And Elise will be like, oh, Pat, you're so that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah, but it'll be fine, because we'll be like, oh, it's fine, girls. You do, like, one's in French immersion, one's in English. You yeah. guys barely see each other. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> oh, Pat, stop making fun of Elise's short shorts. In French. <laughs> in French. <laughs> I own the same pair. In like stonewash. Shut up. <laughs> um, so that got not serious really quick. Uh, like what we're trying to express, like what are your hopes in your own motherhood? Um, I hope to have like I guess I hope to have a friendship in an indirect way, like because I in to- adulthood, like after the, well, the guidance and discipline section is done. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. But even during the guidance and discipline, I. I feel like I would like some sort of like bond with my kid I guess I just never felt like I was bonded with my mother like I couldn't come to her with things I feel that there's trust or security there and I want that release I want her to be able to come to me and ask me anything I know that that's kind of irrational but I really would like her to be able to come to me without fear fearing like judgment in a roundabout way too Mm, but it's not that's your hope for your relationship. Mm-hmm. But as a as a mother, like, what do you hope to accomplish as a mother? Like, if someone were to keep look her at, alive, <laughs> keep her <laughs> keep her breathing, keep her breathing, keep her alive, keep her nourished, keep her healthy, keep her like like I hope to like to support her. Well, could I put that in? A, would you agree with the words or explanation? Like the condensed version of that? Like, do you hope to raise a thriver? Yeah, fair. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I feel like if I if I could put like a bubble around it, like that's what I want. Like I want to I want to raise someone who's like extremely capable and competent. Yeah. Um, I want to be responsible for raising a fierce young woman. Yeah, but I guess that's what we're doing with our jokes. So we were just like joking about earlier what we see them becoming. Yeah, we see them becoming thrivers. We see them becoming unique individuals that are not like bullied by a crowd regardless yeah. of who they are yeah and like a, like autonomous yeah and independent yeah and um like i don't know stomping their own path rather than tiptoeing it yeah. right which is like what i feel you and i are doing now since our recovery yeah is to stop tiptoeing through a path just trying to like get by i want to raise someone who's like not fearless but still acts in still takes action no matter what right what, what experience they're having yeah you know? yeah i guess i guess that's a good good parenting goal in general so yeah. is to raise a capable competent 
um, human being and happiness not included. Like it's not our, yeah. it's, it's our jobs to help them figure out how to do that for themselves. But yeah. that's capability and competency, right? Yeah. And teaching them, like teaching them emotions at a young age so that they know how to yeah. like actually deal with them. And uh, instilling self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess that, uh, that covers it. That covers yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a high five for anyone who doesn't get that fucking sound effect. <laughs> um, sound effect. So then how much does intent matter? We were trying to like suss that out before we started the podcast was like, can we, do we agree that every mother ever has like had good intentions for being a mom? No. Like good intentions no, for kids? No, I, I do not agree with that because I just sat here at the beginning. I was like, oh, it'd be easy. So no. Mm. I do not agree that every mother has good intentions for their children. So and uh, I I don't I don't agree that everyone goes into parenting with an intent to parent. A lot of people go into parenting with an intent to just procreate or to um to produce a gen- genetic link or to like I don't know there's a, or they don't even they don't intend to even become a parent and they become a parent. Like right. there are so many reasons people become parents. And then what they do with that afterwards is totally up to them. And some people do not create thrivers at all. Tons <laughs> of people don't. I see them everywhere. <laughs> we fucks. see them on Tinder. <laughs> oh, those fucks. Yeah. <laughs> your, I, your parents should be ashamed of you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of you Tinder fucks. Um, so what about parents that have, have good intentions, believe they have good intentions because so much toxic abuse comes out of parents that are otherwise well-intended. They think that, you know, that's, that's what happens way back when, when hitting kids was acceptable. Like you intend to like beat the good manners into them. That's fucked. I don't feel like so many, I feel like there's a niche community that comes like you, that comes out of a fucked up parenting of intent way. I feel like maybe now, maybe us millennial generation, our our children's may come out that way. Like they might come out like more fucked up because we like hovered them and all that sort of stuff. But I I feel like from our generation, like our millennial generation, like mm. there's like people are fucked because their parents were fucked and their intent was wrong. Yeah, I mean my my own mom's intention it looked like was to raise like exceptional children Mm -hmm. like that was like my god my mother had a god complex about her parenting she believed that she was doing the best job Mm -hmm. that that not even she could just that ever Mm -hmm. she just felt she was being the best parent ever Mm -hmm. and she was the worst like (laughs) the worst (laughs) so there i like like does intent matter just because you have good intentions as a parent does that mean it's going to turn out well? Like, obviously not, no. right? No. So it, it cannot turn out. It can. It cannot turn out, but it can't. But but then at the same flip coin, it can because you and I both have great intentions for our parenting and our kids. Yeah. And you think, and then with that, do we think our kids are going to turn out fucked? I certainly hope not. But I mean, it can't. I guess it can't. Yeah, you can't clock it. Can't can't tell the future, right? Like one of us could experience a trauma and mm. pass it on, or one of them could experience a trauma that we don't know how to yeah. like help them build resiliency and heal from yeah. i don't know yeah we don't know we don't know either yeah um, but yeah i don't know i don't know how much intent plays into the like how how messed up someone is down the line so what 
what would be the not what would be the best intentions, but what would be the the better intentions of a mother, right? Like to continue with your own self care and to continue checking into your, on yourself so that you know it, you're you're putting your best self forward so that you can become the best parent you can be or consistently be a attentive present parent. If you're not putting in the work to yourself, you're not can you're not putting it out there to the universe or to anyone else. I'm I'm gonna repeat back what I think I'm hearing is that the best intentions a mother could have is to be, be the, the best, best person. person. Ah, be the best person she yeah. can be yeah. so that she can raise the best kids. Because yeah. I feel like if you have intentions for how your kids turn out, that's like creating expectations that you you yeah. don't have full control of. Yeah. Right? Because you as a parent, you only have so much influence, especially after a certain age, right? Yeah. They go into elementary and then they go into mm-hmm. um they go into Yeah, we even even hit the elementary school where teachers are God, yeah, and that's coming. <laughs> and that's uh, gonna be fun for you. Oh man. I ooh, that's gonna be a fine line. I'm gonna be like, yeah, sure. If you think that's what Miss So and so says is right, go ahead. Yeah, Miss So and so is the best. Just wait until she finds out mom's a nurse and knows better. Oh, oh snap. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how it's going to work when I'm, like, trying to teach my kid to play the system. I'm going to be like, so, listen, um, public school education system is a piece of shit, but, you like, it's easier for me if you go through that instead of me having to stay home and homeschool you, um, <laughs> time-wise, because <laughs> um, that's annoying and you don't listen to me as a as your <laughs> teacher. So play the system, get good marks. This is how you kind of, like, tripwire the system and, like get through it. And if you do your work really fast and faster than everybody else, you spend half your day like writing scripts or like daydreaming or whatever the fuck you want or annoying the kid next to you and wrecking their education chances. (laughs) But you need to put in the work and get your straight A's and get your high marks. They don't even hand out anymore, which is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like a one out of five or something. There's like exceeding and expectations and like there's all these yeah yeah can you just like can i have a percentage please yeah which is totally healthy on kids psyche it's just all these like like these millennial like my hair feelings are her yeah Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. anyway because we're one of those yeah i i think uh my intention with my kid when they go to school is going to be like this is how the system works play the system be effective with it. And then you'll have all this extra spare time while your fucking stupid friends are doing their homework. You're to me out doing super cool shit with your mom, like being on the back of my motorbike. Like <laughs> that's the thing. So, <laughs> so I, so if I think we just established that the best intention a parent can have is to be the best person they can be. In, yeah. Instead of like trying to contour their kids, like their intentions to contour their kids to be a certain thing. For sure. Yeah. All right. Hands down. Moving on. Um, whoa. What was your mother like? The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> like, I think I kind of touched on some things that she did well. Don't deflect. Fuck off. Get in there. <laughs> well, and I, and I talked about how she, like, got her last jab in on my first Mother's Day. Okay, so what, what was your mom like when you were, like, from your first memories to, like, 11, 12? And then what was your mom like from, like, 12 to 20? Um... When my mom, when I was younger, um, I think she went in and out of drinking. So I, I don't remember her being like a like a drunk in my early years. Um, I found out later that she was. But um, 
she'd do things like forget me at elementary school, forget to pick me up. Well, that was fun. And they'd be in the principal's office, and then she'd show up in her like house coat. <gasps> no, in that's the car. A thing in your life? Yeah. Fuck. Like, she picked me up in a house coat at like three in the afternoon no. from elementary school. But I'm no one, sorry. But no one was there because so, I was like forgot oh, the last kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then like what else? Um, she, I don't know. She always like she had these like different rules. Like, like she would be like. I'm not going to ground you. I'm going to send you to bed early. And like, she just was like, not present really. Like not really Mm. like overly lovey. So like the few times that I got like attention or love, I like would would cling for it. Yeah. Um, but her way of showing love was like to take me shopping and buy me shit. Yeah. But then I'd hear my parents fighting about how she spent money that she didn't actually have. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so there'd be like these arguments after the fact about like, and then I'd be like, every time we go shopping, I'd be like, I don't need anything. Like, oh, don't no. buy me anything. You didn't want them to yeah, fight. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, I guess, zero to 12, um, what I remember. And then. Um, like 16 and on, like it, her drinking just sort of ramped up. So I'd come home and find her like completely obliterated and like uh. get phone calls in the middle of the day at, in high school, like messages left. On, at the school? No, no, no. Thing, then, well, okay. That would, I guess that would be like 18 when I was maybe more close to the university, but yeah, no, I'd come home and still find her like drunk. And I'd be like, oh, so this is how my afternoon's going. Oh man. <laughs> After high school. Yeah. And did she work? Uh, she did, and then she didn't. Uh, she worked for a few years um, in retail, and then she worked. Then she took a home job, which is when her drinking ramped up, um, as, like, an office, per, like, for my parents had a side business. And so she was supposed to do the office admin for it. She never did. And then my parents would fight about that because then my dad would come home after his, like, full-time job. And have to do her job on top of his job. Oh, and no. That would be a fun fight to listen to. And, yeah. So was she social, extroverted, reclusive? Oh, she was, was she... codependent to the extreme on my dad. She needed my dad's attention and everything to do anything. Mm. She was incredibly codependent. She couldn't live without him. Um, She was extroverted to a point like she was super she was social in a group but she wouldn't like outwardly seek her own group because mm. that would mean she'd have to actually like get I, dressed get, yeah oh, yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah get dressed not, hashtag not sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> get dressed like present herself with like a front because she didn't have any hobbies her hobbies were basically drinking or like hanging off my dad's hobbies right. so like, she didn't know how to be independent on her own. So, like, having your own friends were not a thing. Wow. Yeah. That, that's kind of the person I was... Oh, and she's incredibly secretive. I found out more about her after she died from my her sisters than I, uh, than I ever knew about her mm. when she was alive. Oh. Like, I just... She just didn't talk about anything. Yeah, my mom was like that, too. And when I, like, called her on it, she was like... I just thought you would think those stories were boring and like that you'd be like, Oh mom, like, but really it's just like their own damage. They just, yeah. they, they don't want to learn. They don't want to relive their own memories. They yeah. don't want to share them because they don't like them in the first place. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, me, um, I have a lot of descriptive words for my mother. Uh, <laughs> I guess like zero, zero to 12. Uh, I think I remember my mom 
my mom was quiet, um, not social. Um, my mother is confident, uh, a feminist, um, not affectionate, not nurturing, very selfish. Um, a lot of the time when I would, when she was at home, she was quietly reading a magazine or doing a puzzle or, and that, that carried on through like the whole time I lived at home. Like she, she did things by herself. She liked to sew and knit and do crafts. Um, but she usually worked full time because she had to, we needed to be a dual income house or else we were going to make it. Um, she was very involved in our sports life. Um, like we all did soccer and hockey. Um, and, uh, she was very like irritated to have us tag along. Um, she often wanted to like do things by herself. Right. Um, she, she likes to argue that we didn't spend a lot of time watching TV, but the TV was always on in the house. Hmm. Um, she was very like, uh, not purposely neglectful, but just like rather, uh, disinterested unless we were doing something that she could teach us. She was highly instructive. So if I was doing something on my own and she thought she knew a better way to do it, she would like interrupt what I'm doing. And instead of helping me learn how to do it on my, my own, she would be like, you know how we're going to do that. And I'm like, I didn't fucking ask you. <laughs> like, or, or she'd like see what I'm doing and be like, you want to know a better way to do that? I'm like, I'm seven. Yes. So cool. My mom's like paying attention to me now, but also I never fucking learned how to figure out anything on my own. Mm. I got into like adulthood and I would have to watch someone do anything to figure out a solution for it. Like it took me until I was like 25 to start realizing that I like, I needed to find solutions without watching someone else do it first. Doing anything like fucking mm. cutting a vegetable and to like just like fi- like anything. I had to f- just yeah. I did not come with that skill. <laughs> uh, that was that was a po- like post childhood developed skill was fig- like solving problems on my own without trying to fig- like see if someone else had done it first a certain way. It's fucking tough. That's a, <laughs> that's a late learning experience. Um. My mother is endlessly, like, patient and calm. She never got mad. Like, it was rare. I think I made her cry twice, and I was, like, being really bad. Like, I had run away, and, like, she had picked me up, and I vomited out the side of the car at, like, 14, just wasted. Um, Like, not showed up at curfew, and it was, like, 2 in the morning, and she picked me up with a bunch of guys twice my age. You know, like, I Mm -hmm. just... I, I made her totally cry um, mm-hmm. on, and it was, it was worthy. It was worthy. I, it was worthy of the tears. Um, I made her distraught. That's for sure. Um, and it didn't happen often. Like she, yeah, she's a very controlled person. She holds her cards very close to her chest. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't, there's just like anything under the surface of just who she is. Right. She was um, considered very impressive in the community and like, like just, fucked at home Mm -hmm. like everyone in the in our local community thought that she was an exceptional parent a great coach a good instructor a great community member like a really like smart educated brilliant woman and then in the house she was like this manipulative super abusive like um condescending um like malicious insidious person she was awful um, and I didn't realize that until like 14 or so. I remember the time where like she found me crying on the stairs. She's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I feel like your love is 
conditional. And she's like, oh, honey, my love isn't conditional, but my support is. And I'm like, that is a fucked thing to tell your 14-year-old child is crying. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my mother. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of mother I had. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess I put some good things in there. Did you have any good things to say about your mom? Did she you cuddle me every once in a while? Um, okay, like tr- pick like three more good things about your mom. It's Mother's Day tomorrow, for God's sakes. Uh, she bought me things. We talked about that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Did she ever make you return it after your dad and her got in a fight about no, you guys not? No, I had to keep okay, it all. That's yeah. a really good thing about your yeah, mom. Yeah, she held she held firm on that. Um, and drove you to swimming all the time. Yeah. Um, but she was shitty about your swimming later, though. Oh yeah, she got mad at me when I didn't race well. I have the note that apologized after that one episode when I was like 12. You ate all these chocolates and that's why you lost the race. Oh my God, it's awful. <gasps> what? Oh. Sorry, explain that story. Oh, you didn't? I've never told you that story? I don't think so. Tell our listeners that story <laughs> about the chocolates and the sorry letter and the swimming lesson. Oh, so I, uh, well, it's not swimming lessons, it's swimming meat. So like I had this like swimming meat and my cousin was in from like Belfast and like mm-hmm. had all these chocolates brought over and... Um, I can't remember. We just like got into chocolates or something. I can't even remember really what happened. But then I had like, I didn't like swim well enough at a race for her. And like. Because that's who you're doing it for. Yeah. Right. For her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then I got in a fight with her or something about like the race or the meet or something. And then like, yeah. And then she bought me this like, after her apology was in like this like card and it didn't touch base on any of, like, the fight. It just, like, apologized in an indirect... I can't even remember. It was, like, I have the I have the card still. You That's damage. You kept the fucking weird-ass yeah. card that yeah. you're... I have it somewhere. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's sick, Claire. Well, because I, like... I can't remember why I kept it. Because I think... It, because it's, like, one of those moments where I was, like... This is where I realized my mom was fucked. <laughs> so now I'm going to keep this card forever so I remember that she's fucked. Yeah. 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 So I have the card somewhere. It's okay. So. I, ke- I kept some of those emails somewhere in my, in yeah. my email account. Yeah. There's like, and like, just if one day someone asked me like, so how screwed up is your mom? I was like, read this email. <laughs> like, please. This is but I, I read the card not too long ago and it like doesn't seem that terrible, but it doesn't actually talk about any of the fight. It just like superficially touches base on like how... She apologized and maybe how she may have said something about my actions. I can't remember. But yeah, she totally like got mad at me because I didn't perform well enough because I wasn't, didn't, didn't take care of myself ahead of time and like all these other things. I was like, oh, thanks, mom. That's I'm 12. Thank you very much for like (laughs) thinking that I need to be like this, like Olympic athlete. Wow. All right. Moving on. (laughs) Um, we wanted to ask the question, does having a mother matter um, in childhood and adulthood? Because you and I both made that choice to cut out our mothers mm-hmm. in our adulthood. Mm-hmm. So in childhood, does it matter? And in adulthood, does it matter? I think it matters not having a mother. Like, I do think it matters. Um, and I think, um, I don't maybe, I'm, I I think I still go to replace her like I have like work mom and -and so-and-so mom and like so like that's creating a a village of like women influence but it's not the same um, as having a mom yeah I well okay but when you're young you can't create a village of women influence unless your parent that like apps your your 
So if you don't have a mom and you're raised by a single dad full time, then is it his job to provide a village of women that are like woman influence for that child then? Uh, I think it is the responsibility. Um, whether he chooses to or not. And yeah, so that's what I mean. So I'm going on the like, if he does, doesn't choose to, then yeah, I think not having a woman, like positive women influence in a young woman, in a young child's life, I don't think the dad can provide all that care. So no, I agree that a dad can't provide all that care. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a dad's a dad, like they can't yeah. replace the mother right. role. Yeah. Um, but there's people who have successfully grown up without a mother figure, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they've successfully grown up, but do they not carry like part of like longing or missing or like, or realize there's an absentee part of their childhood because they didn't have a mom? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm not. We didn't grow up without moms. We grew up with damaged moms, but we grew up with moms still. Yeah, and is that better than no mom at all? I mean, if someone's that raised... I have no idea. Yeah. I do know that, like, I think children need both a father and a mother figure growing up. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So that I do know. And so regardless of if it's a single dad, then having, like friends that are really positive women influence for that child great and the same vice versa as single moms like if we were single moms and our our and our baby daddies were absent then it would be up to us to provide positive uh male influences in their life yeah so and we still do that like they have great fathers but we still like we have friends that we bring to our dinner table that are great male influences too yeah, that's true. And, like, just in our social circles, too, yeah. like, when we hang out with guy friends yeah. and, like, the people we bring to our dinner table or spend time yeah. with other places yeah. or when they're involved with, like, our female friends' dads yeah. when they're with their kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we – Well, so, so is is there a difference between, um have like, having a mom, having either your biological mom or someone in, in the place of your maternal care mm-hmm. versus – having maternal care figures or female positive influences is there a difference silence thoughts <laughs> thoughts yeah I mean, um i think i think there is still a difference i think that the child would grow up longing to have had a mom right like have that person that lived with her regardless of how much positive female influence she had. Yeah. I mean, cause like just having positive female influences is not the same as having like what aristocrat children have that didn't have like, um, I guess affectionate mothers, they would have like a nanny or a governess Yeah, and whether they were warm or not would yeah. change the type, the way the kid grew up. Right. Yeah. So like, I think, our, I think of our girls and I think of how much they get from us, like love, support, all the things that they get and to just have just positive female influence. It wouldn't be the same. Like, no, like- take, take tonight, for example, where I told you like I, I spent all day with her, we were on the go. And then I was like, I still, I need a shower. And so I was like, 
okay, we're going to have a shower. Can can we have a shower together? And then you can have a bath afterwards. And she was like, yeah, of course. Um, and then she's in the bath and I'm like the, the, the bathroom was warm. And I was like, Oh fuck it. I'm just, I got out of the bath. I got out of the shower, grabbed my glass of wine, grabbed her water, went back in and just hopped in the bath with her. And I, that's the first time I've hopped in a bath with my child, but I like just didn't want to, I didn't want to leave. I just was enjoying the time. And I, enjoyed and I didn't have anything to do it's Saturday night and the and dishes can wait and shit can wait and and she was so she like she was so thrilled to have me in her tub so and that's different than having her dad do it and yeah it's different than having a positive female role yeah model exactly it, right like it's a totally an unspoken it, it's a un uh unlabelable yeah bond yeah I guess and that that we get to do that, like, and yeah. So like, um, any kind of stepmother figure wouldn't just get to do that with her. Like, it would have to be an ask moment, or like, you know, yeah, like, like a respectful boundary. Yeah, or like you would have to have been with that kid for a yeah. long time. And, and this is just something that I got to like, just be like, ah, oh, fuck it, moment, and yeah. just go do it. And yeah. and she thought it was great, and she loved it, and yeah. So yeah, I mean. And it's, it's a, it's an unconditional love thing. I mean, can, if you become a stepmom to some kid, I guess you grow into the unconditional love place of Mm. that, of your stepchildren. Mm. You should. Yeah. Um, I, I strongly believe anyone who's going to acquire more children should be doing their best to play, like develop unconditional love for a child. Yeah. I also believe that we will have a whole podcast on this is unconditional love. It's going to be a yeah. tough one, but yeah. I believe that if you're going to love someone, it needs to be unconditional, no matter, regardless of the relationship. Right. Right. Is my opinion. But, and then in adulthood, what about having a mom as an adult? Do we uh, need it? I would, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't even know if I can answer that. Cause I, I lost mine at 30. So yeah. Like you didn't have a choice. Yeah. So I don't have any, I don't have a mother anymore. I mean, you're still alive, but you really want her back? Fuck no. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can well, answer that. I just, I know now that there's lots of times that, like, on a Mother's Day, I, I wish I, I did have someone to phone. Now I phone my, like, sisters and I, well, I won't call you tomorrow, but. I'll, I'll be here. Yeah. I'll be here. But I mean, like, I'll phone my sister and I'll phone my sister-in-law and I'll, like, post out there to the world of, like, happy Mother's Day, everyone. But, like. I, there's tons of times I wish, like, I had a mom to call up every once in a while, but, uh, like, I don't know how, I've got lots of people, too, but lots of tribes of people. You know, it's, it's funny because when I, when I cut my mom out, um, I mean, our relationship prior was, you know, we'd have the once a week, once Mm -hmm. every two weeks phone call on the up to date. And Mm -hmm. if there was something I was struggling with in my life, she's who I would talk about Mm -hmm. or talk to about it. Um, right. but that was like a super toxic process where I'd express a need for help. And then she would be, um, like condescendingly instructive. Um, <laughs> and then when I wouldn't agree with her advice, then it became a fight. And then I was an ungrateful daughter and then we'd get into a blow up fight and then blow up dolls. Uh, no, that's not what I was doing. Um, <laughs> that's fat life. No, no. That's, uh, sometimes it's fat life. Sometimes it's just like a normal Wednesday here. Um, <laughs> when you're not home, what am I going to snug snug? Um, um, true story. Yeah. Where am I on a Wednesday night though? I don't. Some. Oh, I don't know. okay. No, none of my business. Sometimes when you. <laughs> anyway, um. So we would like those phone calls were super toxic, 
And now when I need help, I mean, I've developed a tribe of peers. Yeah. And I don't feel like I need, I don't feel like I need a maternal anything. But did we not just replace our moms with each other? Like female bonds? Like. But you're, you're not like a crone above me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that process is the, the maiden, the mother and the crone. And the maiden goes to the mother and the mother goes to the crone, the, the, the wise old woman in the, in the community, in their lives. And I've just figured out, like, I don't know, I found a, like a female mentor that I had one conversation with and we agreed to contact each other like once a month, but that's for business, not for like marriage and a love life and parenting and whatever. Like I go seek my peers, my female Mm -hmm. peers when I need shit. So I don't, and I, you know, through the process of our mothers being, my mother being super damaged and me recognizing that she doesn't fucking know everything and also recognizing that just because someone's older than me doesn't mean they're smarter than me um, or have more experience or have a better perspective on life than I do. It kind of loses the luster of like going to someone older than me for wisdom. Like that, that um, naivety is, has been lost to believe that my elders are all full of wisdom that I that I need to seek. I'm, I think I feel like it can make this go dark, but I'm like or darker or do, deeper. Do it, but I was do like, it, do it. Like, is it our culture then that just like allows that to happen? Because I think of like the like native or like the native community, like that's like that would never happen. Like you would always have an elder to go to and like ask and seek and yeah, but that like, elder is often like. Um, the elder of a community and they've proven yeah. themselves or been voted in as like a responsible yeah. and like, uh, you know, like res- but still uh, respectable character. But there's still like that cultural thing, right? Like we don't, we don't have that in our culture. Like we don't, we, we, don't. we, Im- yeah. we impose it on the people who are in our bloodline. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time there's tons of fucking abuse legacy in that. Yeah. And well, that's how intergenerational abuse happens. <laughs> we go- keep going to our elders and, um, believing that their wisdom is what we should follow just because they're part mm. of our bloodline. And then we recognize that they're I'm not fucked. saying that that doesn't happen in that community either, but I'm just yeah. saying that like, um, we don't like in our culture, we don't have those respected elders that we could go to if we don't if we lose a parent. Right. Like, yeah, that's right. Well, you and I don't because we don't attend church, but people go to their priests and yeah, fair. so, um, maybe, and I don't know, do we, do we go to our friend Brett? Right. Yeah. And I go to Trevor, like, but those are, those are men that we go to because we're fucking super independent we don't like to function like women because our examples were fucked. <laughs> yeah. So do I, maybe, maybe we don't go to older, wiser women as matriarchs or like maternal crones with wisdom because we haven't found any yeah. that we feel are, I don't know. More enlightened than us. <laughs> oh, snob. Ooh. Oh, snob. Oh, snap. Maybe that's a challenge. We go find some enlightened fucking older women. Well, you're older than me. Older. Oh, bringing up the age difference all of a sudden. So well, there you go. You it's- don't look a day over 32. Oh, thanks, babe. I usually get 28, but bitch. Fuck. <laughs> you are doing worse than the men uh. today. 
you know what? It's the cider. I'm used to red wine. I just. Yeah, that's what it is. I usually don't get a day older than 28. You know but what? Now I'm, I'm going to up my game. I'm going to bake the shit out of that cake and you're going to love me again tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I, I'm going to love you tomorrow because you're going to end up bossing out meal prep for me too. So then I'm going to be set for the week. And even if that was going to earn me back my brownie points after my fucking shortfalls of compliments tonight. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. Oh, oh man. man. What's right. our next question? That's that's it. That's that's all six. That uh one two three four five six seven eight. We went through like nine questions. Whoa! Today. Yeah. Wow. Did we even establish whether like did we establish an answer to our last question? Does having a mother no. matter in childhood or adulthood? Well, I think we decided that it matters in childhood. And we have no fucking idea whether it matters in adulthood. Uh okay. I well I think I think part of us wants to say it does, but neither one of us knows how how that looks because well i guess we're right in the fucking middle of our adulthood okay so let's base it on this are you and i thriving without our mothers in our lives yeah we're thriving with a lot of fucking work uh yeah that's what it takes to thrive yeah is it a lot of work are our lives a lot of work right now not now but we've put in work to make them that way yeah we and we front loaded the work like yeah and i think i yeah we did. And we need, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we already made the smart decisions that we, maybe we don't because we did all the, the smart things to like build community and yeah. um, build resiliency and recover from our damage and like be self-aware and like mm-hmm. we were, th- we're thriving mm-hmm. without moms in our adulthood. And yeah. I guess that's my, that, that would be my final thoughts on this, on this podcast. If anyone is struggling with a, toxic mom and you think you need to stay in that shit because of your the judgment or recommendations of your culture scape fuck that shit like you, no one needs to put up with abuse no no one no. needs to and, participate and, in a bloodline of abusive relationships yeah it's just garbage and i think that's the interesting quality in you and i both like and we like so cool that we met and both of us have done that yeah where we cut both out like Mine's dead, but I cut her out. Like, I cut her yeah. out a year before. So, like, I both of us have done that work where we cut out. Yeah. I didn't thrive afterwards. Like, I I, det- I deteriorated and then I and then I shoved emotions and I, I didn't thrive. But I definitely cut her out and I didn't – I was no longer a part of it. But you learned how to thrive after. Now. Now I yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken a while. Taking some good hiccups and life events and all that sort of shit. Having a child too, I think having a child changed me the most. Like, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I didn't realize how fucking hard it was going to be. Yeah, and I think I just never realized how much she would bring out her. Like, I never realized how much I was a product of my own mother, and mm. so like that came out when I had my kid. Like, I was like, "Oh shit, that's coming out of my mouth right now." Oh, <laughs> that's my mother. If anyone can't, since you can't see that, Claire just made like a vomiting. Yeah. Um, motion. Is, yeah. Vomiting motion. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. So yeah, I think like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to answer the last question. Like what, I don't know what it's going to matter because I, we don't have mothers and we're in, in our adulthood. So, but yes, we are thriving. I think, I think maybe the point is that not having a mother present in our um, like tribe framework like is better than having an abusive one. I agree that having a dysfunctional one is not useful. 
That's not going to help. <laughs> it's anyone. not useful. <laughs> not gonna, that's, a, not. that's a very politically correct way to describe it. Yeah. Ha- participating in a toxic, abusive relationship with your mother is not useful. It's more <laughs> useful to just get rid of her. Yeah, totally. In whatever way you need to. Yeah. And it just simply, it simply could be just be like, I'm done. And I yeah. no longer want to speak to you anymore. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a fair call. Mm-hmm. So, so can we end this on a more positive note? Yeah. What do you have in mind? Well, I don't know. Kisses? <laughs> of course you'd go with kisses. Well, it's just a nice thing to do. Oh, love. Nice... I'll give you kisses and spoon you later. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm getting a cake. I'm getting a cake. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll bake the shit out of cake, baby. Put it in my oven. <laughs> What's the lighter note? We've we've got chocolate left. There's wine glasses. Uh, lighter note. Uh, happy Mother's Day to other mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers who are happy. And and to those that aren't, you can be. Yeah. And like that's a that's a goal. Strive to be happy because but that that's the intent thing. Yeah. That that would be the happy note. Is yeah. if you're a mother that's not happy, the your your best intentions should be would be to direct yourself your shit at your own life. Yeah. Be a happy person and then your kids will turn out happy. Yeah. And otherwise, just enjoy your fucking Mother's Day. Yeah, because we're going to get day drunk. And we're going to have fun at the beach. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. This has been another episode of Hashtag Enlightened Bitches. Good night. Good night.